Well, another game week's been done and uh, now we're slowly getting to the middle of the season. And now next week, we're even going to have our first midweek fixture, midweek Premier League fixture at least. So because of that over there, it's going to be very difficult for us to be able to record one episode per game week. So what we're going to do is we're going to record one episode for game week 13, 14 and 15. So that will take you for this weekend, the midweek fixtures and the following weekend's fixtures because... I think if, if I remember correctly, next next the game week 14 starts on Tuesday, it finishes on Thursday, and then game week 15 starts on the Friday. So there's a quick turnaround. So uh, now is the time where you need to prepare your team well, make sure you have a well-stocked up bench so that you can plan for, for uh, rotation risks and so on. And uh, yeah, we're gonna take you through a dream team for game week 13 and then also help you make changes to that team for game week 14 and game week 15 as well so greg welcome back for another episode how did your last um, uh, game week go thanks Clyde. uh yeah it was a good one i mean i got uh, 83 points um so oh, that's amazing pre- dude. pretty decent yeah. decent week but uh once again, the attackers didn't really come to the party. It was obviously Mo Salah and uh, only Who needs Tony attackers was. Attackers when you have defenders, when you have exactly. backs cleaning up every week. I mean, I had I had the full house at the back. Uh, Trent with 15, James with 12, Cancelo with 12, Chilwell with nine, Foster with five. I mean, you, you don't even need forwards. I should just be playing defence and uh, and having no one else. Yeah, it's like uh, we need that. Uh, remember that chip. Uh, what is it all out attack now we're just doing all out defense <laughs> exactly all in defense. <laughs> it's like no, no one no one would use that chip this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah you, i have uh, i got 76 with the minus four hit so 72 net uh i didn't have reese james and i count my lucky stars because that offside flag probably saved me and funny enough the irony of it is where chilwell was offside who i do yeah. have and he actually saved me because I think if James scored over there, it, it would have really kind of made my week very, very difficult from there on. But uh, Raul Jimenez came in for eight points off my bench. I, funny enough, like even though I haven't had players like James, I, for the last few weeks I've had always had players like uh, Rafinha, uh, Jimenez, Adam Armstrong kind of come up you know make up those points for me so it hasn't been all that bad but uh, yeah I'm, I, to be honest I, I'm gonna say it right out now I'm not I, I'm not even taking chances anymore I've made the early transfer brought James in I had some money in the bank uh, and uh, because yeah I, I have to watch through my fingers every time to he, he gets into the box so I yeah, he, I mean, the Chelsea, uh, I'm gonna, not even going to call them wingbacks. They're just Chelsea wings at this point. They're forwards, I mean, man. <laughs> Ch- Ch- I mean, Chowell could have had two go- two more goals quite easily. Uh, it was it was just crazy. Like, the, the, the Chelsea defense at the moment is just something special. And the variance between those players, it's so wild. Like, you'd look at it, I'm sure... People who own James and not and don't own Chowell feel the same way. They're like, please, Chowell, don't score. <laughs> you know, it's like because... <laughs> he, he, so I decided now I just want the both of them. I don't care if it is what it is. If they blank, it's okay. But I'm not taking any chances anymore. But the question I have about that now is, right, I was looking at the, the, the expected goals conceded numbers, right? 
And what I found interesting about it is that Chelsea, in terms of deltas, in terms of variance, they, they are overperforming on the XG. So the expected goals by 8.1 and they're overperforming by the, on the expected goals conceded also by 8.2. So they're vastly overperforming on both ends. Do you expect some to, the, that now in terms of reversion to the mean of some sort over here? Because how sustainable is this level, or especially from the goal scoring perspective at least? It's really difficult to say. I mean, I'd be scared not to own James and Chilwell, like you said. Um, at the moment, the, the Chelsea team just looks so organized and so good in attack. Um, but it's it's not the attackers that are getting the points. It's it's the defenders that are coming through. And, and uh, because of that, I just think those two are must-owns. I think it's it's pretty sustainable. And I'm I, there's not a chance in the world that I wouldn't have those two players going forward. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That, that was my thought. It's just that... I, I never even knew this until today when I was going through the numbers on uh, the, the, the expected numbers and I was like, wow, I can't believe that, you know, the irony of it is that, like I said, the output, they top both the, you know, the overperformance on expected goals and expected goals conceded. And that's so unusual, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah the, the, that was quite interesting. Well, one way or another, it just shows that either way, they are just great value at the moment. That's what the numbers tell us. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's dream team time. Okay. Now, like I said, you know, so I was telling our listeners that we're going to have, we're going to have a 13, 14 and gaming 15, com- not say combined team, but we're going to have, we're going to try and combine it into one episode, right? So, uh, what formation are you going to be looking at playing here, Greg? Yeah, well, so what I did was I, I ran the model numbers through a solver for the for the week and uh, included things like hits and transfers for the for the period. Um, so I did I did it for for five game weeks with uh, you know some overflow into uh, from the fifth game week onwards. So. Yeah, it's quite interesting. We it comes up with a, a four-five-one formation to start off with. Um, I can't even say I'm surprised. I would have expected even if you told me five-four-one. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 uh, interestingly in goal. Um, Edison is 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 the number one pick, and that's with the uh, City players being limited to three. So um, Edison is preferred over over any other um, City attackers. Um, which is, you know, for the next, uh, you know, I was looking at the model and running running some numbers for my own team, and Edison pops up almost as every in in every scenario for as a suggested transfer at some points, and I, I think it's because City's um, defensive fixtures are just they've got an incredible run in the next uh, eight game weeks. So um, can I can can I mention something about the City's numbers? Okay, so now I was talking about Chelsea's expected goals conceded, right? Now obviously you you're looking to the future, so you're normalizing and so on. Okay, but even just looking at this season, they've they they have the lowest expected goals conceded by far. They it's only seven point seven two, and we already played twelve games. And they've okay. They've conceded six goals, which is nothing. Which is okay. It's two more than Chelsea. And I spoke about Chelsea's overperformance on ex- expected goals conceded, where they expected to concede twelve, but they've only conceded four. Right. Yeah. But City's numbers mm. are so great that even the expected goals is so low at the moment that it far exceeds any other team's defense at the moment. 
Yeah, it's it's really incredible. And I mean, this is also like the model generally prefers cheaper gold keepers to, you know, to obviously um, save some space um, for, for those attackers that, that can get the returns. But City in the next eight weeks, they're, they're, or in the next nine weeks, their worst expected clean sheet percentage is 38%. Um, that's pretty insane and they go as high as 55%, 52% in a couple of their games. So they really are expected to get a bunch load of clean sheets and because of that you've got Edison's that's nailed on at the back and with Cancelo I mean he's the most nailed on. Um, Diaz you can't rely on at the moment. Laporte also very worried about rotation and and especially in the next little period where there are a lot of uh, um, games in a short period um, there's going to be rotation, especially in the city side. So he, he's a he's a decent pick for someone just to to nail in those clean sheets at the back. And even at a, even at a premium price, it looks like if ever there was a point to bring in a premium keeper, this this could be it. And you know, a few weeks ago we spoke about uh, premium keepers, right? And mm. I think the general consensus was, look, you know what? There's still value to be had with the likes of Ramsdale. And then I jinx Raya in that same episode <laughs> because then after that he got injured. But, you know, looking at it, this whole season, it's made me rethink and it's made me rethink the strategy around FPL. And sometimes you just have unique opportunities that you have to take. And if you look at it, I mean, now you have, uh, I've seen some teams with triple Chelsea who had Rudiger, Chilwell and James in it. And I mean, that's insane. You'd never think of something like that. But imagine this Mm. past week that if you, I mean, I looked at my team, if I had Rudiger in it this week and and maybe, and Reese James, I would have gone to exceeded 100 points, you know, so. Uh, and I'm sure many people are looking at their teams and thinking the same thing because there's there's such value to be had over there. And uh, to the point where like, look, I won't go and take Ramsdale out of my team now. But if I was wildcarding or something, I would genuinely consider the possibility of either getting Edward Mendy or like you say, Edison into the team. So they have like double Chelsea and a double City as well. Yeah, it just seems, I think specifically with, with City, this, you know, like we said, the general rule uh, in FPL is go with a budget keeper, and you know Ramsdale's incredible value, at, uh, even at 4.7 million. Um, and he would, in my mind, there was, there was it was never even a consideration. But there are always exceptions to the rules, and especially in FPL, there are these periods where you do get those exceptions, and where you can actually gain a lot of points over your over your mini league rivals, or even uh, on as an overall rank making these sort of out-of-the-box uh, decisions. And I think this this definitely falls into that category. Yeah, and I mean, let's think about it this way, right? If I, I know that we, we, we'd rather spend six million on a midfielder than a, than a defender, um, I'm sorry, or a defender or a keeper, right? But le, le, if you put it into perspective, it, it's only because the ceiling of an attacking player is higher, right? Mm. But if you're getting, like, say, almost a nailed on, let's say you're getting six points, eight out of ten games. I mean, the, if if you if you average that out on even an attacker, you'll be happy with those returns as well. So, which is why I think it's like it's. I won't prioritize it, but it should definitely come up under consideration. 
Yeah, we, we talk a lot about expected assists and expected goals and then, you know, what is the XGI per game of players. And if you look at any player in the midfield or attack, if, they, if they've got an XGI over like 0.5, they, they're pretty strong candidates to come into your, into your, into your team, you know, if it's XGI of yeah, 0.5 yeah. per 90. And when you think of clean sheets in the same terms, you know, a clean sheet is four points. It's the same as a, as a goal for uh, your for, your forwards. Forward, yeah. You know, um, and it's it's more points than an assist. And if you start thinking about expected clean sheets in the same manner, you you realize that, you know, there will be these spots where where you can take advantage. Yeah, and uh, and the reason why I've been thinking about it, and like I said, it I can tell you now, I'm I'm definitely not bringing Edison in because I have Ramsdale, but. I have Adam Armstrong at six million, and he doesn't offer the same value as Edison at the moment. So, just to put it into perspective, you know, I mean, people would jump at the chance to get somebody like Huang at five point five or Tony at six point three, but Edison's outscoring them anyway. So, yeah, uh, look, I, I know um, I'm not making a, a fair comparison over here, but I'm just trying to put it into perspective as well. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true, and I mean. In my, even in my model, I think Armstrong only slightly, very slightly edges Edison um, in the next six, in the next uh, five game weeks. So it really, yeah. It, well, that's interesting. It's very interesting, yeah. yeah. And considering that uh, Adam Armstrong's fixtures turn so quite poorly from now on, I'm also uh, quite surprised by that as well. I would have expected Edison to be higher, but yeah, I suppose, but. Uh, Armstrong is an attacker as well, so it gives him a little bit of an edge. Yeah, so, okay, so I think uh, that's an interesting one. And I must say, I really like that pick as well, you know. And uh, if I was wildcarding, like I said, I genuinely consider it. Now, you said it's 4-5-1, okay? So mm-hmm. I'm, do, do you really want me to guess this defense? I think I can name them, right? So it's the yeah. big four at the moment, right? It's, so, it's, it's Jack. I mean, we, yeah. we, we'll just call them Jack from now on. We, yeah. We've got Jack in defense, and uh, <laughs> basically we should be able to move on to the midfield. Yeah, okay. So for, 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 for our listeners' benefit, though, Trent, James, Chilwell, Cancelo, right? Those, those, those are the four. So Absolutely, yeah. you, you just go with them there, no problems, no hassles. They're the cheat code of FPL this season, right? If you have them, you sort it and uh, you don't need to worry about anything else. Clean sheet potential, attacking returns potential, extremely high ceiling and captaincy potential as well, right? It's the, it's the full bag. I mean, you, you, yeah. you just can't go, out with, go without those four. And I think a lot of people at the moment are now considering even their fifth defender position we know usually we've got two budget defenders on our on our bench and and i think at the moment everyone's considering bringing in a fifth premium do we bring in rudiger do we bring in uh diaz or laporte um you know how how many defenders do we want do you want to do you want to take a shot at regulon and uh and, and see how he goes yeah, with exactly. new management? i've been also looking at my team and and planning for the next few weeks and thinking i may just bring in a fifth defender if if I can't find an attacker that's suitable to come in that, that I trust enough as well. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thinking at the moment. But yeah, Jack in defense. What can we say? <laughs> right. So so we've got our defense out of the way. Now you've got five midfielders. So the one I can guess easily is Salah. So Salah, are you so captain Salah again? Permanent captain? Perma captain for Salah. I mean his his numbers are just through the roof on the uh, i mean it's it, i can't even explain to you you, you know in terms of 
you know how far he is of of Mane, who's in second place on the model, is I th- I th- he's he's more than 150 percent of of his uh, expected um, output. It's it's just huge. Um, so I think you know it's a very easy perma captain yeah, for th- those numbers. It looks like you know a badly formatted word document when you press enter and then it creates three blank pages. <laughs> and then second, po- second exactly. position appears yeah. there, you know. Okay, so you so you mentioned Mane now, right? So is he in your thinking as well? He, it's interesting because the more I look at the numbers, the more he's just a forgotten man at the moment. And because part of so it is expensive. Be- he's expensive, but you know, consider a world where where Salah isn't in the game, and is is there a single FPL team that wouldn't have Mane in it? And I, I, I think the answer would be no. Um, so I, because because he's expensive, it shouldn't put us off, necessarily be putting us off. You know, he is a miles better option than someone like Harry Kane. Yet everyone's rushed in the last couple of weeks to bring Harry Kane in, back yeah, into the team. I'm teams. still trying to figure that one out. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I, I'll let people have that one. But uh, I, I just haven't seen anything to suggest that he's worth bringing in at the moment. It, it, Harry Kane's numbers are, are absolutely abysmal, um, and and he's playing he's, much deeper. Son is playing more advanced at times. Exactly, and he's 12.2. And even if you look at a guy like Son, who's at 10.4, he is nearly half of what Mane's expected output is for the yeah, next five game true. weeks. True, yeah. So, I mean, you really have to think about it and go, I, I think Mane is the forgotten man. And um, I'm really tossing it up now and deciding, you know, how do I get him in my, in my team and at whose expense? Because I've had this grand plan to bring... Uh, Ronaldo in when when United's fixtures turn in game week 16 and I'm starting to really seriously consider scrapping that plan and just bringing Mane in because we've all been absolute in my opinion I think he's completely the forgotten man and I think um, not having him is it's just doesn't make sense when you look at the numbers if if I remember correctly I, I think it was in one of our early re- episodes that we recorded where we mentioned Mane as a possible in 12 million differential which made yeah. no sense you know but uh, so such is the case. I mean, he's the second highest goal scorer in the league at the moment, right? And he's and he's four percent owned. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 owned. <laughs> it's just yeah. crazy. Uh, like to be honest with you, at, with that type of form, I mean, everybody was jumping on a Jota bandwagon when Firmino got uh, was confirmed injured la- mm. last week or whatever. But I think had maybe Mane been a million cheaper, I think he would have his his ownership would have soared uh, last week because yeah, his numbers are amazing at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so you've got Salah and Mane, and uh, who 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 fi- wraps up your midfield? So the rest of the midfield we've got obviously need a City midfielder. Um, the model likes Foden the, the best. The one thing I'm a bit concerned about with Foden is. Just rotation. They've got a lot of games coming up. They've got PSG on Wednesday. Then, you know, like we spoke about, it's it's Sunday, Wednesday, um, and the weekend fixture again. Um, I think there's going to be some rotation in that in that uh, City team. So I've got Foden in in the dream team. But honestly, when it, when thinking about rotation, um, I think Gundogan is actually a really really good. Um, differential option at the moment. I think he's only three percent owned. He was so and close. He hit the bar as well the other day against and, Everton. And and there was a penalty that was was overturned by VAR, which he was almost certain to take. Um, so I, I, he looks like he's on penalties, depending on who's on the pitch. But um, you know, possible penalty taker. He's cheaper than Foden, 
Um, if he gets rotated, you're a, less, you're a little bit less irritated. Um, but I think he's going to see more game time than Foden by, by quite a bit. Um, and, and we spoke about it last week where the, the, the Pep Roulette is not as random as, as people make it out to be. Yeah. You always have this situation where like Grealish will play six games in a row, then Foden will get a block of games, then uh, uh, Mares will play, and then Gundogan will play in Jesus. It, it, it's never just one, you know, in and out of the team. It's almost like they play in blocks. So, uh, and and that would be like you said, it will be interesting because now that Gundogan is in the team, I I also think he will he'll get a prolonged run. Maybe he might miss the midweek fixture next week but I think he after that he's more or less he will play mm. at and least I think every it, second it, game at least I think he'll play more than Foden and I think that's that's the, the the interesting thing for me I think City City are carrying quite a few injuries in in the midfield and up front at the moment um, you know Pep's going to have uh, the Champions League on his mind and I think Gundogan's his, his go-to guy. If you look at last season, he's the guy who got the most minutes. He seems to be the fittest out of those players at the moment coming back from injury. Foden seems to be carrying a knock. Grealish uh, is, is still coming back from injury. Uh, De Bruyne had COVID. I mean, all, all these guys um, are carrying something and he seems to be the one that's the fittest. So I think that... Uh, Which is quite ironic because he yeah. used to be the one who's injured all the time. Yeah, yeah so I mean, it's... it's uh, look, personally, I, I, I actually pulled the trigger last last week in my team and I went Gundogan. I went Foden out and Gundogan in. Um, and that's because Foden was was a bit of a risk to uh, with, with a knock whether he was going to play or not, and he ended up getting 57 minutes. So. so, so, so here's my example of living dangerously, right? So last week, well, because remember it was still international break, right? Actually, it was early in the international break. Cancelo's price was about to go up, and I really, really wanted him. And Gallagher's price was about to go up, and I wanted both. And the only way I could do it is by getting rid of Foden. So I took a hit to take out Foden and Omo Bamidele from my team. And it, it's a massive risk with someone like Foden, Foden when you're doing that, right? Yeah. But my justification was that Omo Bamidele is just bench fodder, so he's not going to contribute. Uh, and even, if, even let's say, forget price, if I had to pick one of Foden or Cancelo, well, I'd like to have both. But if I can't have both, then I'll pick Cancelo, right? Yeah. Because I think he has the higher ceiling anyway. I'd even pay eight million for Cancelo the way he's playing. So, <laughs> right. So, so, so let's get that out of the way. So I was like, okay, I have to choose, and I believe that the combination of Gallagher and Cancelo will 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 do better. Which it just so happened that, uh, so though I took the hit, it was effectively a minus five because Foden got one point. I was, it, that was so close because he, he was subbed off like at 57 minutes, right? So yeah. the, it was an effective five points. Gallagher scored five. So you wiped out the deficit. And then, so my, my transfers actually was a net of 12 points. So, 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 so I'll take that. I'll wear it as a badge of honor, that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was before even the injury news or whatever. It was a real, real gamble. But yeah, it, it was one that's worth taking. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice when the hits pay off. And, and if you're going to take a hit to bring two players in for the price of one, 
then then you've got much better chance of success as well. Yeah, and, and that was it really. You know, it, it, the upside was so much. Now I've got a full playing bench. I mean, Mbeumo was my last option on the bench. That's yeah. how strong the bench was anyway. So, yeah, yeah I, I was really stuck. And then, I mean, Jimenez was first on my bench and he got eight points and came on. So, yeah, it's it's like... And, 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 and I did that also with with, uh, with for future planning with all these double game weeks and festive fixtures coming up as well. So there mm-hmm. was a little bit more planning behind the that transfer as well, you know. So, so yeah, anyway, I've veered off topic over here, but I thought, no, I'm, I may as well... Get get my my bragging <laughs> rights in now you know <laughs> okay so look so yeah you you spoke about Foden and uh yeah your uh, and and uh, who's your next option how, how many have we named three three so far was it three yeah so yeah. Salah Mane Foden slash Gundogan um and then Gallagher is rising through the roof uh, on the numbers every week he seems to be to, yeah, to be higher up in the model he's playing amazing yeah and yeah. they've got filler at home so yeah gallagher gallagher gets his spot there which uh as, as sort of your your more budget uh, um midfielder which is nice considering that this dream team has no budget so you, <laughs> you know that he's a solid solid yeah, pick yeah definitely and then uh, finally yeah we've got th- this one really surprised me um I mean, this guy's numbers actually post similar to to Foden's, and uh, that which which I kind of had to take take a couple of looks at the model to to double check it. But um, it's Mason Mount, and um, with their fixture run coming up and uh, the numbers he's posted, um, you know, considering he as long as he gets a decent game time, which which I would suspect he he will, um, Mason Mount comes in as the as the fifth midfielder. Wow, that, that's interesting. And to be honest with you, I won't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm being <laughs> honest with you. I just won't. I, I don't know. There's some players which just don't form your confidence. But this is... We, we, we're talking stats here, right? So I'm not going to argue with the numbers. But it's just a personal thing. Like, I just... No, <laughs> I won't go there. But, it, but, but it's, it's an it, interesting but it is. one. It, it's, that's what makes it, what, what makes it so interesting is when you purely look at the numbers... Um, because I would never have even considered bringing him into my team, but the model numbers at the moment absolutely love him, and uh, he's ranked seventh out of all players for the next five games. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, well, I suppose we will come back and we'll revisit it in a few in a few weeks' time, and we, and we'll we we we'll, we we'll see how it goes, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, so you're one forward, which yeah, is lo- so rare. One forward, yeah. Lone, Lone Ranger up front is uh, um, Aubameyang for the next five weeks. Oh, I'm uh, not surprised. They, he's got, yeah. they, they've got a good run of fixtures coming up as well, if I remember correctly. Decent fixtures. They've got uh, Newcastle at home next. And uh, it's actually difficult to find forwards at the moment for the next five weeks that, uh, that, are, that are really, uh, you know, want to be nailed on. Um, but uh, Wilson has, uh, after they play Arsenal... He has uh, Burnley and, and uh, Norwich, I think, right? So he has, yeah, Norwich and then Burnley. Um, and then it gets a little bit tougher. Leicester, Liverpool, City. Yeah, it's a, United, it's a massive so, fixture swing. It's like literally yeah. two weeks and then after that it's crazy. Yeah. But I think, he, you know, he, he, Wilson's the next next best pick on the on the bench as, as a forward. And he's quite quite highly rated on the model as well. I think he's in ninth spot overall. So... The model really likes Wilson, um, but just for this for, for game week 13, obviously uh, prefers a bombing with the with the Newcastle fixture. Okay, interesting. 
And then, okay, so you, that's an interesting uh, uh, team. So j just so if I go, go, go through it again. So Edison is the keeper. We've got the, 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 the big four, Trent, James, Chilwell, Cancelo in defense. Mount Foden, Mane, Gallagher, Salah in midfield. And then Aubameyang is as the forward. And then you said bench, which you mentioned Wilson. Yeah. Um, did you mention uh, uh, who? Did you mention any other bench options as well? No, not yet. So um, other options in in goal. Ramsdale's by far the next best keeper. So if you know if if you have Ramsdale, definitely one to 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 to, to keep. Um, his numbers look look great for the next five. Um, and then interestingly, uh, Lamptey pops up as the. Uh, as the next best wow, uh, bench player. defender, yeah, man, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I miss seeing him around. Uh, because I know, I think, I think that, we've all missed him one, through the injury. The we, we want to see, we want to see him play. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, Brighton's uh, defensive numbers look good. They for the next ten game weeks, they ranked fourth uh, overall in terms of expected clean sheets. Um, so I think he, you know he's got some good attacking potential. Uh, and I think you know I, I've I've been a uh, Livermento holder since game week one, and I think. It's definitely, I'm definitely starting to consider uh, upgrading him now that his price has risen so much to to the likes of Lamptey. Um, You know, Southampton's fixtures, like we spoke about, aren't going to be great defensively. Or you can um, just knee jerk and get Rudiger in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If if you want to go full full retard at the back, there, there's always there's always the the fifth premium. But uh, you know, if you are still considering budget and uh, if you've made your money on Livermento, it might be time to to cash in and uh, and upgrade to Lamptey. Right, and uh, last option on the bench. Last option, I mean, because he's Ronaldo, you you know his his fixtures are going to massively swing in game week sixteen. Um, mm -hmm. United, right. he's going to be a bench against Chelsea, obviously, but then uh, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley. I think it's it like game week twenty-three. Yeah, it just it just keeps going. So definitely, you know, if you can afford him, uh, and like I said, it definitely. A, a plan in the motion on, on, on my personal team um, just now deciding whether it's whether it's pulling the trigger on Ronaldo or or taking a shot at the forgotten man Mane interesting stuff now we've gone through the whole of the game week 13 team there's going to be such a quick turnaround like I was talking about earlier into game week 14 right yeah so is this the team that you'd like almost pick for the whole uh you know, is this a hold for all those three game weeks, or you, th or what changes would you make in between? So, so I put this, I put the the model numbers into the solver, like I spoke about, and gave it one transfer for game week uh, fourteen, one transfer for game week fifteen, and based on that, it likes to bring in um, Son for game week fourteen, and that's uh, that's where. Spurs have a two-game fixture swing where they've got well, they've got Burnley uh, in game week 13, but uh, it prefers Gallagher over Burnley to start off with. Um, I mean uh, Gallagher uh, versus uh, who do they have? Uh, Aston Villa at home, uh, and then Son for Brentford and Norwich. So Son in for Gallagher in game week 14 is the is what the model prefers. Interesting one, and uh, and then obviously there's another quick turnaround from game week 14 to game week 15. Is there any other transfer as well from from moving into that game week? Yeah, so that's I mean game week game week fifteen is you know United's fixtures just start to become so good and uh, you know obviously this is this is where having no budget is amazing because you just bring in Bruno and uh, you have the Bruno <laughs> yeah. Ronaldo double up for for game week fifteen onwards. 
<laughs> yeah so so okay so so that's an interesting one right okay so like like i was saying earlier you know what people just make sure that you have a good bench don't don't try and crowbar kane into your team just because you know somebody tweeted this okay and i think uh, you know shout out to fpl differential king he's oh he's one of the, the really underrated funny guys on twitter right and he he said kane is worth 12.2 million at the moment showell and james alone are 12 million combined <laughs> let that sink yeah. in right so you really don't need kane right now no, you... I, I, it's one that i really don't understand because when you when you look at the numbers i mean kane's not even in the top 25 players um exactly he, he, i mean he's, you, he's you, really 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 projected low for the next five it, as well it's terrible and you look at i, I still can't that's why i still can't get you know i we've mentioned having you know treating fpl transfers in place in combinations and that, I mean, that combination, 12 million, you look at Trent and Cancelo, 13 million, you know, there's, there, there's so many good value uh, combinations out there. Like, I know you mentioned Son, I have, I, I've had Son for so many weeks this, uh, I think I've only did not had him for like three game weeks this whole season, I've had him for a lot of the time, right? And I'm, even though, okay, fine, he has a, a good fixture run coming up, but I'm genuinely looking at possibly maybe moving him on and looking to get in like, uh, uh, you know, a like possibly taking a punt on like a Greenwood and one other uh, mid-range, like, you know, seven, like a Greenwood and a Gundo one, for example, yeah. <laughs> because I just feel that the, that combination would work better for me than having like Son and Mbeumo in my team, you know? So it, it's things like that, like, you know, though I like Son, and uh, but if I'm not captaining him either, I don't see the need to necessarily keep him in my team for much longer. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the next three games, uh, I... I it's interesting because the model actually transfers him out and uh, and upgrades to Mane. But um, with the next three games, I just can't I can't bring myself to do it. I want to at least give him until the Norwich game, and then uh, I think he's going to make a, a swift exit from my team. But uh, yeah, when you talk about combinations, there's a lot of really good value out there as well. And I think um, some other guys that are that are definitely worth mentioning, and and probably on the lower ownership side would be. A guy like Wood from from Burnley, he he's uh, quite high up in the model, um, and then you know um, Watkins from uh, Aston Villa. Um, I would expect some good things from him under Gerard uh, going forward, and uh, and the model agrees. He's he's also quite quite highly ranked. Well, it didn't take him long to to yeah to, exactly to get a, a, onto the score sheet the other day. Well, you know, a first game and he's already scoring. So yeah. Look, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people did ask about this, you know, now that we, we changed the, f- the format up a little bit as well. Obviously, this episode is a little bit longer because it's a combined one. But people were saying, okay, like, you know, that's all fine and good, but I need some future planning here as well, you know. So you mentioned Wood. Um, you know, we've mentioned Manchester United players as well. I think if you maybe want to look at an alternative goalkeeper, we'd say like David Dea maybe. Look, I, I wouldn't touch the United defence just yet. Um, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> they've got yeah. they've got Carrick in charge until they find a manager. Um, you know, I think for the moment, I, I would be sticking with uh, you know possibly a plan to bring in Ronaldo or Bruno. 
Um, or Greenwood. Or, or Greenwood is a, a cheaper alternative. The one that I've been looking at is also Rashford as well. Now, I know yeah. this is about 9.5 or so, but I just feel that if with that fixture swing, I think he may just become a good option as well. He, he's definitely an option. I think his price tag probably puts a lot of people off. Yeah. I think I would prefer Greenwood over, over Rashford. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be touching the United defense at the moment. I think... Oh. Uh, no, especially no, when you've got, well, especially when you've got yeah. these premiums just firing at uh, <laughs> from from all ends at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so looking at so so I mean, look, we we're not going to tell you go and sign Salah, Trent. Those <laughs> every, you'll have them anyway, right? So, and we know what the fixtures are like. They fixture-proof players anyway for the most part. But in terms of the differentials, you know, we've mentioned the likes of Gallagher, though, I mean, he is, his ownership is increasing quite a bit anyway, but he's still a good budget option at his price. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, and then you mentioned Wood, which I, uh, which I would have never believed. But the one player that's caught my eye from Burnley is Maxwell Cornet as well. Yeah, his numbers also look decent. Um, the the model really prefers Wood over over him, but uh, you know, for a midfielder, great great cheap option. Yeah, and then um, one extra point per goal, and then a well, clean sheet in Burnley. I won't go there, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still, yeah, Connect. He actually looks he, he looks like one of those players where he, he he feels inevitable. You know, where the numbers might not always be there, but he'll score for them. So yeah. yeah. No, he's he's been brilliant so far, and uh, yeah, I think there are like the, like we spoke about Lamptey. I think he's he's one that's definitely one to watch as well. Um, and then I think someone to definitely keep on your radar is uh, Pulisic from uh, from Chelsea. You know, if you're not a not a Mount fan, I think uh, Pulisic's numbers are absolutely insane. And his only problem at the moment is game time, and uh, he's been he's been injured. Uh, pretty much the, the the whole of the season so far and just starting to come back and if he gets some regular game time um it looks like Havertz has a knock at the moment so that might open the door um but it, he he could be a really really good differential pick at not such a big t- uh, uh, price tag either um and yeah as soon as you see that guy getting some game time i would strongly suggest bringing him bringing him in wow well that's some interesting picks over there and yeah, well, look, um, Greg, well, that that was uh, that's interesting, and I think you know I'm looking forward to this year. It's going to be you know football after football. It's it's quite exciting. I like the festive season fixtures. You know, it's it's obviously a bit more uh, taxing on us, especially the content creators who create weekly shows. And obviously, we we won't be doing that, right? But uh, yeah, the fact that there's so much football around, yeah, that's going to be quite amazing. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait for action-packed football. I mean, it's it's almost the opposite of international breaks, which is so nice. You can just switch on the telly and watch and, <laughs> and watch whenever you want, basically. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for uh, this episode, and uh, yeah, we will catch each other not next week, but the week after then. All the best, Clyde. Good luck with uh, your team. I hope there's some more green arrows. Yeah, uh, all the best to everyone as well. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you in two weeks' time. Cheers, everyone.